0: Welcome to episode 17 of the 1099 for the week of November 2nd. I'm your host, Josiah Renauden. It was cloudy earlier, now it's finally looking nice here in Jacksonville, Florida. It hasn't rained in like three weeks, so there's no more swamp, and it's fantastic. Uh, Today I am joined by food critic, YouTube celebrity, which I'm sure he'll like that name, uh, and television personality, Damon Patterson, better known as Dame Drops. Dame, how are you doing today?
1: Yo, Jay, what's going on with you, baby? What's happening?
0: (laughs) Not too much. So for people who don't know, Uh, you were probably most famous for, uh, creating the viral five guys review video, which, um, actually I was in college when that started to blow up. And I remember my brother had come over and he's like, you need to watch this. Like you stop whatever you're doing, stop your homework, stop your test. You need to watch this video of this guy in his car reviewing this burger in a way that I've never seen anyone review a burger in my life. And he's like, okay, first you need to watch the full video of him. And they need to watch this auto-tuned thing. And it'll all make sense, and I promise. And I have probably watched it like 30 times since. And I would go up to people in college and be like, okay, sit down for a second. You need to see this. So since then, it had to be it, – it's crazy for you. I mean you've been on TV. You have over 500,000 YouTube subscribers. Before you blew up, before any of this happened, what was your initial goal with these YouTube videos?
1: You know what? I, I came into the YouTube game – Literally with with nothing in mind, man. I mean, my biggest thing was I didn't like commercials. I didn't like the way you know the actors would would just. I mean, it was just they were paid for a response to make something seem appealing, mm-hmm. and I would go out and try myself and be like, "What is this?" Right. So I was like, "You know what? Forget that. YouTube is a nice little format I can jump on and give an uh you know an, an actual opinion, a real opinion. And if something's nasty, I'm gonna say it's nasty." And nothing's going to happen because, you know, they're not paying me to say anything. So that's when I came into the game and I was just like, let me just start doing food reviews and just break it down for the people, the real. Give them, you know, the standpoint of is this good, bad or indifferent? And then why?
0: Was there anyone else even doing this at the time? Like, did you have a template to kind of draw from? Or was this just like, I don't know, I want to start reviewing fast food in my car? Because on its face, it, like, that seems pretty unique.
1: Yeah, no, no it was, it, At the time, it was just me. It was it was just me, man. I, you know, I watched so many different content creators and so many different, you know, just kind of, you know, channels out there, whether it was pranks or whether it was individuals, you know, given the, the top 10 or top seven lists, individuals that just had many skits. But when it came to food, all I ever seen on YouTube were individuals cooking food. Yes. Nobody was sitting there breaking food down. And I was like, OK, well, let me just go ahead and be the individual to, to break the food down. And then that's what I started doing.
0: And what sort of work were you doing before? And maybe more importantly, did you ever think that you could make a living off of reviewing food in your car? Was that ever something in your head like, this is going to be my career?
1: Dude, before YouTube for me, I spent 14 years in big box retail management. So when I wow. say that, I'm talking, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart. I worked for all of them. And right after that, and I decided to get out of big box retail management, I became a buyer for CarMax. And out here in Connecticut, I was in the Hartford store. So I was doing that, and then I kind of jumped into the whole entire YouTube game of it all. Didn't really know what would happen with YouTube. Didn't even know the fact that I could have an opportunity to make money. So I went into the YouTube game not thinking about the money aspect, but actually just kind of doing something that I enjoy doing. You know, I I love food. Let me break it down. We all do. And it's not just fast food. It's all food. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But my videos blew up because of fast food and my comedic timing when I would break things down, talk about food, man, and people loved it when I hated the food because then I got (laughs) really crazy with it, you know? So once I learned that there was an avenue to get money on YouTube doing what I do, I was like, okay, this is interesting because now for individuals that sign up to YouTube, literally from day one, you could, you know, elect to opt in to have your videos monetized. At that time when I signed up for YouTube, that wasn't an option. You mm-hmm. had to actually build an audience and then all of a sudden, you were, you know, you were you were being reached out to through email, whatever, this, that, and the third. And that's when MCM started really coming in strong. So before, you know, it was just more of you're doing this because this is what you love to do. And now it, become, it became an avenue where individuals know they can get paid for doing what they love to do and that's why they're coming into it. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that a little bit later cuz that, that that's still the wrong idea to have when you start this YouTube game.
0: Yeah, and I can't even imagine you working at a like big box real- retailer because you mentioned that you know you blew up because of fast food and I I agree to a certain extent, but you really blew up, like you said, your comedic timing, your personality. Like immediately when you watch those videos, it's not, oh, this there's just some guy reviewing food in his car. Here is this like big personality, this this funny guy, this guy who's just throwing out lines and making catchphrases <laughs> on the fly and singing to his food sometimes if he feels yes, like it. Yes. So and I think that's what really created that audience. And that's one of the hardest things to do. I've talked to so many people who are trying to get into YouTube and they're like, you know, I'm I'm really working hard. They're putting the time into it, but they can't just kind of break through so how long did it take for you to break through how long did it take for that five guys review to really start taking off
1: two two years um i still remember like it was yesterday bro like when i first started doing you know the fast food reviews inside my car i i I remember man i mean it was like you know 30 views maybe 50 then we started you know hitting the hundreds and it was everything was still under i would say under like 500 views Mm -hmm. within the first year of me doing the fast food reviews then I I was starting to hit the 500, the the 1,200 views, and it became a little bit normal for a while. Around my second year, when that Five Guys Burgers and Fries hit, that was the very first video that had shot to like 5,000 views. And it shot there literally you know, within, I would say, about two or three weeks of the video being posted. And I was like, oh, people really like this video. They like this style. Because I was forever trying to find my voice on YouTube doing food reviews. I mean, I would do skits and everything else with food, and I was just trying to find something that that was, you know, fitting for me and something that people could relate to at the same time to make it entertaining, because nothing's worse than watching a boring food review. After that Five Guys Burgers and Fries, um, you know, I started building, you know, my little audience on social media with Facebook and everything else and Twitter. And I I received a Facebook message, and, you know, the the kid was like, hey, Dame, loved your Five Guys Burgers and Fries review. Just to let you know, I took the video and I placed it on Reddit on my channel. So, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to do anything without your permission, but I did do that. So, you know, I hopefully it will bring more eyes to your video. I didn't know what Reddit was at that time when he sent me the message. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's cool, whatever. Literally not even two days after he sent me that message, I remember going to sleep. The video was at like 5,700 views, right? Mm-hmm. I wake up the following morning and my phone notifications kind of blinging, whatever, whatever. So I look at it, look at it, I figure, you know, maybe someone left me a message on Twitter, message on Facebook, the normal. This time, it was a whole bunch of new subscriptions. All new subscriptions. <laughs> and, and I'm swiping my phone, going through the email, and every swipe is new subscriber, new subscriber, new subscriber, new... Every single... Bro, it went on. It, deli- it just kept going. And I'm like, okay, what just happened? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, boom, I, I jump online. And I check out the video from the night before, over 5,700 at that time, the video had shot to over 80,000 views. <laughs> and this is all a matter of 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, okay. So boom, jump in the shower. I get myself ready for work. Now, the 80,000, that was the last number I saw. I'm excited about it. Tell, I told you know, my wife about it. I, we're happy, blah, whatever. I get to work and notifications are still going off. I checked the video at my job and the video was actually over 160,000 from Jeez. the eighty thousand only a few hours previous by the end of that night, the five guys, burgers and fries was over 300,000 views all from Reddit, all from him posting on Reddit. And it wasn't even a day later when I received my message from Andrew Gregory and, you know, Drew was like, Hey, listen, you know, you probably heard of us with the Gregory Brothers. We do Auto Tune the News. We got wind of your video. We loved your video so much. We turned it to a song. Here's a link. If you love it, then hit me back and let's talk about some things. Mm-hmm. So I click on the link. I see a title. It says, oh, my damn. I see a picture of CeeLo Green <laughs> and me photoshopped on. I'm like, okay, what is this? Boom. I hit play. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yo, this is crazy. This is, yo, I don't know how many, I didn't even get back to him right away. I watched that at work, in the bathroom, because, you know, I'm a manager. I'm supposed to be on the floor doing my job, right? I'm in the bathroom, like, just watching the video back to back multiple times, and I'm just, yo, my, my, my mouth just hit the floor. I hit Andrew back. I'm like, dude, that was awesome. Oh, my goodness. Now, when I went to watch the video, that oh my damn video, mind you, they just uploaded it. It was already over 200,000 views.
0: Yeah, that thing blew up.
1: You, you see what I'm saying, Tim? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Now the messages are coming in, the emails are coming in. And when I say my life changed from that very date going forward, my life changed.
0: That has to be insane because you mentioned you were getting, you know, hundreds or like you're excited if there's just a few thousand views for one what? of your videos and you're putting. Especially like I'm, I could tell you're creative and like I'm a similar way where when you put so much, so much into each project, so much for you into each video for me in each article, it's, it means a lot when you even get minor attention. So I couldn't even imagine when you're going from 5,000 to, oh my God, overnight, there are hundreds of thousands of, yes. of, yes. New, of new people just watching this content that like you, you know, you never go in, like you said, you never go in thinking this is going to be my career. But I remember, um, I would written for free for, three or four years and I finally saw my name on IGN for the first time. And that was the moment where I'm like, whoa, like all of this finally happened. But how much momentum carried over from that video and how difficult was it to maintain that viewership and that excitement about your content?
1: So here's the thing, man. And I think a lot of individuals don't understand about going viral. You have to have a formula and you have to have a library to to support you going viral mm-hmm. and to maintain an audience to actually subscribe to you. Because there's a difference between going viral and having, you know, let's let's say a million, two, 3 million views. If you look at the number of subscribers, it might be 6,000 subscribers. Yeah. But it's 3 million views. So yeah, everybody's watching it, everybody's tuned in, but there's nothing that keeps them there. And you know, that's what you want to do. That's how you build your fan base. You want to make sure you have a library in place to keep them there. So you know, I still all have all my other videos that were popping and everything, and you know, people started watching my my older content. It quickly it quickly dies out, and not not extra quick. I would say a couple months, it starts to slow up a little bit. You know, after after you know the 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 whole entire newness kinda wears off, you know, like when yeah. a new Costco opens up in town. <laughs> you know, a new fa you know, a new chain of restaurant opens up and everybody's dying to get to it. So the first two weeks are crazy. That that's exactly what a viral video is, man. And when you go viral, you got that I would say it average of two to three months. And then bzz, you know the buzz is gonna kinda fall off. Nobody's really writing about it much anymore. I wish that I could say that you know that's a reality for every story. My five guys burgers and fries to this day still goes hard.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like the song goes hard and because the song still goes so hard and because five guys actually went into the UK, it gave it a whole nother bump.
0: Yeah, a whole new life, a new so international as life.
1: Down, yeah. the moment as the, the you know the video started to slow down just a little bit, the you know five guys announces we're going into the UK. And then pow, it went back up again. You know, so it, had, it was it was resurrected <laughs> in in the process of dying out. Yeah, it
0: was a phoenix, really. It just came yeah, back. Yeah. But was, I mean, was there ever any concern? Because once again, you this was a whole new experience for you having this much attention on this channel. Was there ever a thought that maybe this could be a one hit wonder? Maybe this could be the one, and then you'd have you know a little bit of a push afterward, where your next five six videos are getting 40,000. but then it might kind of it's dim super down. Guy, right. Yeah. Um,
1: I knew that, you know, there would be a a percentage, a small percentage of of individuals that would stay on board. And that's just how it works. You know what I'm saying? So I was never never worried about every video after that hitting a million views or hitting 200,000 or anything like that. My thing was, I was never in this for the viral hit. Mm -hmm. I was in this because this is just what I love to do. And once you jump into anything because that's your passion... Everything else will automatically come regardless of the numbers. Yes. And I think so many individuals they you know they, they hone in on how can they make their next viral hit that they tend to forget you can do ten, twenty, thirty thousand views and grab the attention of individuals that make a difference outside of YouTube that want to rock with you because you're doing something different.
0: And that's what you've been able to do, because I mean I'll yes. I watch your videos. I watch every new video. Every single one is getting like, you know, 30 40 50 60 sometimes 100,000 there's not this mm-hmm. significant drop off and that has that is so hard to do it is so hard to have you have a fan base and that's something that you don't see very often like like you said it's you know one viral video and then poof everyone's yeah. gone so other than like your personality what do you do you think it's your consistency that has kept people coming back it's, you know every oh, monday bro, wednesday friday
1: Jay let me tell you something and, and then you and you just hit the you know what I'm saying the, the, the hammer with the nail on that one bro because what I do in all my videos I leave you with something that continues to talk to you long after you click off the video. Mm. All right? So in my intro, it's, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, me and Dame drops back again with another. Super official. <laughs> food. if you can't dig it, baby. No, you can't. Hey, listen, man. So if, it, if I don't do that intro, people automatically, they're, they're done with the video. Yeah. Like, that's the intro that brings individuals in. And, you know, I have kids that come up to me and they see me in the street They'll do the intro or they'll do my outro <laughs> and they get so excited, bro. It's the, you know, the most amazing thing ever. You can get it in, in my native tongue. And then I hear it in other languages as well, which makes it twice as cool. Yeah. You see what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So if you, what you need to have, you're right. Consistency. It has to be like a television show when you start your YouTube channel. You know your favorite show on TV. And say your favorite show comes out on Wednesday. So you know every Wednesday you tune in 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock in the morning because your favorite show is on that day. And if you can't watch it, you DVR it. But it has to be that day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, you know, what's to it say? We'll just throw out there, you know, Empire's hot right now. Boom. We'll just throw, toss out Empire. Yeah. Everybody knows it's going to pop off on a Wednesday night. Well, if Wednesday goes by and they don't mention the fact that Empire is not going to show, people who are looking forward to Empire are waiting on a Wednesday night and the the show never comes on. Everybody's taking a Twitter with an instant attitude. When your favorite YouTube content creators are pumping out their content and they say, hey, listen, my schedule is every Saturday and they don't upload on a Saturday and they did not you know, take to Twitter or or Snapchat or Instagram and say, hey, listen, I can't upload this Saturday. People are looking for that new video on Saturday, and they're going to be instantaneously upset when they don't see it. So that's why I hit him with the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. (laughs) And that's all you remember when the video's done. You know that you watch the video on Monday. His next one is coming out on Wednesday. Oh, his next one's going to come out on Friday if you're watching the Wednesday video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: no, without a doubt. You leave someone with like, hey, there's going to be another one. Same thing when I was a kid. I used to watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z. And at the end of every episode, it's the on the next episode, which makes you remember like, hey, there's something coming after this. Here's what you're looking forward to. And when I first started trying to stream on Twitch, um, a lot of what I would do is, I like to look at other people who are successful and try to figure out why they're successful, not to emulate their personality or their style, but to understand certain aspects that make them successful. And one thing is consistency. It's them having a... You know, on Monday I stream at this time. On Tuesday I stream at this time. So you know, like clockwork, you need to be here at this time. Not let me make sure I'm watching his Twitter to see when he goes live, or let me make sure that I'm at the right place at the right time. Instead, you can kind of plan out, like, oh, I'm on Monday nights. I always watch this. So yeah, I think that consistency has been probably one of the biggest things for you. Because um, once again, I ch- every Monday I check, every Wednesday I check, and it's just it's knowing that there's going to be a new one and not waiting for it to magically appear on some random day. Uh, So going back to you mentioning that this was kind of, you pioneered this sort of video to a certain extent where people eating food, reviewing it, uh, instead of, (coughs) like you said, having a cooking show or something crazy um, like an epic mealtime. Yes. But there's people that have also started doing this. I know Kendomic and there's other YouTubers who are doing this now. How rewarding is it to feel like you started a genre of video content?
1: Bro, it's you know, again, the best film in the world. And, you know, even when Ken got popping, Ken and I, we have done videos together. Mm-hmm. We went to Texas together to do a live food review of Whataburger for the for the audience. It was amazing. Like, and just to just to know the fact that there's individuals out there that have a, the same type of passion, but it's all different type of opinions. Like we all could do the same video. You know, the all the same, you know, franchise. If it's a new burger at McDonald's or you know, a new chicken sandwich at Wendy's, we're all going to do it, but then we're all going to have different opinions of it. And I think that's you know what brings this food community together because they know they can watch my video, boom, go watch Ken's video or watch Ken's video, boom, come watch mine and watch you know my man Matt of Reckless Eating or you know go watch uh, my man Beer Drink Shorty. So it's just like they can jump around and get a different breakdown of the food. So what I'm doing with with the way this is set up i'm taking away the fact that all you ever had was a commercial on tv of a paid actor to sit there and force feed you that something is amazing when in actuality you don't even have to waste your money we're going to tell you it's nasty yeah you you know so just to have that community of individuals you know reviewing it from their car right at the restaurant right at the establishment and knowing the fact that you know i kind of opened up the the doors to make that happen that those doors that are open, it just welcomes everybody in.
0: No, without a doubt. And you mentioned like the how strong the community is. And I think it's just more and more now that we have Twitter and YouTube and all these different ways to communicate and talk to each other, just the creative community in general, whether it be, you know, you reviewing food, me reviewing video games, it's just fun to connect and kind of share ideas and be like, I'm just passionate about creating stuff that people like. I'm passionate about getting out there and doing cool things. In different forms of uh, media that I'm interested in, so it's been cool to just kind of see like everyone coming together. And like I would tweet you randomly uh, since you started. And, like I, I'm never probably going to review a burger in general, <laughs> but I can still like totally appreciate what you do. And that's yeah, it's it's fun to see it in that way, just like a community beyond the just the food community, just the game community. We had talked a little bit beforehand, and you said you build your own schedule, which. Um, Kind of like that. So I have a full-time job and I also have freelance. So you know, so my schedule is built for me. But what's your current work week look like?
1: I don't know if you know or not, but I'm just gonna let you know. Recently, I was signed on to season ten of the Rachel Ray Show. I
0: did not know that. I knew you had been on that show. I didn't know you were signed on for. Are you like multiple
1: episodes? That multiple episodes, bro. That when that happened, it was the the best feeling, and is the best feeling in the world to be recognized by an individual that has literally built their brand from ground up in the food community, you know, that presence on TV that she has, all her cookbooks, you know what I'm saying, all of, just the way she brands herself out, yeah. you know, with the you know, with the pet food that she has and you know with the with the pots and pans she got going on. It's just like for her to actually sit and watch my videos. You know Jay, that's a feeling that I really can't describe. That's crazy to me. Because I knew and this is this is television man this is television this is how it works okay you have random hosts that grab you up for ratings Let, let's call it what it is mm-hmm. they'll grab up a youtuber that's doing big things, put them on the show for ratings and never have them on the show ever again mm-hmm. so it might be like once or twice that wasn't the case with Rachel you know what I'm saying like when she reached out to me from the from the very first time I was on her show over two and a half months ago, she was like, "I have plans for you." That's all she ever said. I didn't know what those plans were, yeah. but I shrugged it off because I was like, you know, I've been on Dr. Oz twice. I've been, with, you know, I did two videos for Jimmy Fallon. You know what I'm saying? So I thought it was going to be one of those situations. Then she had me back two weeks later after the first time, you know, the show aired. I was like, oh, okay. So she's getting the, her two out the way early because, I, <laughs> you know, that was my magic number with the TV host, too. Yeah, right?
0: and whenever someone says, you know, I have plans for you. When they're in TV, like, you want to believe they're telling the truth, but you never know. Yeah. Like, you never know what's going to happen.
1: You'd be like, hey, you was like, yeah you're, know, you're a big star, whatever, you know, you're a celebrity. Yeah, you just like to make people, you know, just happy. You like to give them some positive feedback and then walk away, and then yeah. I never hear from you again. All right, so I got my two out the way. Jay, I was like, all right, boom, two are out the way. Literally a week after the the time I went back to film for the second time, they were like, "Dame, what are you doing?" And they 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 shot me a date, and that's when you know they're like, "Well, hey, listen, uh, the new season on Food Network." for Rachel Ray's kids' cook-off is going to air. We want you on the second episode. Man. And I'm like, you serious? And like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. All right, cool. So I did the second. And I, was, and I was. I was on the second episode, but on Food Network. So I was like, all right, this is getting a little bit crazy. <laughs> a little bit. And during the filming, that was a full day. You know, I was out there in New York for a full day filming for that show. She built that whole episode around me, bro. Wow. So all the kids had to prepare something that I could eat in a car. She brought <laughs> a classic car on the set, so I could do my thing on TV, but in a car on the set with the kid, dude. That yeah, come on, yeah, that's bro. Because I mean, you never
0: know. YouTube is, you know, when you mentioned scheduling, it's similar to TV in that way where you need to be consistent. But some things on YouTube don't always translate to television. But it seems like I mean, it's awesome that she would say like, you know, I see what you're doing. Like, I enjoy what you're doing. Other people enjoy what you're doing. Like, let's listen. You're not going to be some one person, one appearance, just a flyer. Like, so how many episodes are you going to be doing in the future then?
1: So here's how it breaks down, all right? I'm on for multiple episodes. Now, her show, just like other TV shows that, you know, TV hosts, excuse me, that have daytime talk shows and such, they don't have a regular season episode run. Like, a regular normal season episode run is about maybe 13 episodes or so, yeah. and then that's a season. When it comes to, you know, daytime talk shows, it's more like 60 plus episodes. So my contract, it's just multiple episodes. Call and pull me whenever she needs me. And I say that to say this, my schedule has now changed because of that. Mm -hmm. So before, literally, all I would have to do is film on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I had every other day. I had those days off too, because let's be honest. It doesn't take me forever to run, shoot a food review, come home, edit it. And pop it up. It it, it doesn't take forever. I can get all that done within an hour's time. That's it. And then my day's over. Mm. You know what I'm saying? From start to finish. But, you know, that's when I started embracing other projects, like my gaming channel. I have a gaming channel on YouTube as well. So now I had all this free time to work with other individuals and help them build their channel, help them build their brand. So because of the Rachel Ray show, now it's changed my schedule. And now it's like, like even, you know, this weekend... We're going to be out, you know, out there and doing a cover out up over there. And then she has back again in November doing another segment, you know, but, you know, we'll be able to talk about that as it gets gets closer, of course. But um, it, it changed my schedule to now, you know, those days in between where I didn't have anything going on. It's now I have something else going on. Then I picked up IMPA, which is the International Motor Press Association. And I went out there to talk to auto journalists about the digital age. And how to, because these are individuals that all they known was to write for a paper or Mm. write for a magazine. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And the president wanted to bring them over to the side of YouTube. Not only YouTube, but, you know, Periscope, Twitter, anything where they could upload a video and talk about the cars that they love to write about. Because these are individuals that, of course, are stuck in their ways. And they look at, you know, the, the, the days of digital media as just something, you know, that isn't really for them. So what I did, I went there to their meeting that was in New York, and I broke down how it does work for them. And once I became part of IMPA, now they send me a car to do a review on. So I don't know if you saw my car reviews. I did a, I did one. Yeah, of I did. 2015 Ford Mustang. I did the the Chevy Impala. You know what I'm saying? So they sent me free vehicles to review and hold for a week as well. Ooh. So I got that going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's just all this stuff spawning. um, From all the different stuff you've done before it's just kind of branching out and giving you more and more opportunity uh first off i really like how there's a a siren in the background it showed how real this is Uh, (laughs) also uh what kind of impact did the jimmy fallon appearances have on because that's probably in terms of the different tv shows you have maybe that is the the biggest audience in terms of reach so what did that do to your subscriber count or just in general to your viewers nothing really
1: nothing at all like and i think a lot of individuals they, they wonder, you know, once you're on television, what that does for, you know, as far as social media in that realm and YouTube and everything else. it You're going to notice a very minor bump because the demographic and the audience is so much different on, you know, for watching TV than what it is for YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So individuals that watch TV, they're not really about the YouTube life. Whereas the YouTube pulls in a younger audience, the new millennials, they're not really about television. They're not about sitting there watching the big box anymore. Give them their iPad. They're going to go to Netflix. They're going to go to YouTube. You know, if there's something that they want to see, that's where they're going to watch it.
0: Yeah. I mean, in general, I like—I don't watch full episodes of, you know, the late show or anything like that because you, you see those clips on YouTube. So this, that's kind of where I directly go to. So that kind of makes a lot of sense there.
1: It's, it, I kid you not. It's, it's like night and day. You could be on, you know, Ellen. Well, let's 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 go there. You could be a regular on Ellen and have a YouTube channel. And even though she'll talk about your YouTube channel, it won't really direct her whole audience. We know she has a crazy following. Oh, yeah. It won't really direct all those individuals back to your YouTube channel. So yeah. if YouTube famous crossing over into network television, whatever you're doing on YouTube, don't bring it with you to network television. That's that's I say that to break that one down. Because networks automatically assume This individual, he or she, has millions and millions of subscribers on their their channel. That's what's going to work on this network. Incorrect. Because, again, two separate audiences. Mm -hmm. So individuals that watch TV, they're watching TV for a reason. They know about YouTube, but they're not going to YouTube because they don't care about YouTube. It's a small percentage that has a fine balance of watching both YouTube and television. So here it is. You're trying to start something on TV, and I've seen so many shows fail. Let's not even stunt. my best damn takeout was directly from my YouTube channel, yeah, because individuals are looking at that like, yeah,
0: I was going to so, ask about that because I mean i I watched it, and it, it is a it's a good kind of interpretation of what you do on YouTube in terms of a television show, but like like you said, did was that just a case of that sort of content didn't translate the way you or the travel channel wanted for the show? Yeah,
1: yeah you know my my contract was up front. It was for six episodes only. That was my contract. Hmm. And if it would have did the numbers that they they wanted for it to do, then we would have discussed more episodes, right? That That's how the whole entire thing broke down. Um, it came down to a lot of different factors in that because when it comes to TV, what shoots you in the foot is if you're new. If you're a new face on TV and your show was put up against something really big and major that's happening, yeah, understand it works the same way as every other show that's out there. You know, if there's like a big award show happening, that means there's other TV shows that they're, that they're going to take a hit in their viewership because everybody's going to watch the awards. Mm-hmm. All right. So, when, you know, when certain things happen, it is what it is. I never bad mouth anybody. I think things could have happened a little bit differently if you're trying to support what it is that you're doing. I love the opportunity that Travel Channel provided for me because they definitely allowed me to get my foot in the door and see what television is like. Yeah. You know, that was that that again, the best feeling in the world. But it also gets to help you open your eyes about the other side of life. Whereas with YouTube, you come in, you do what you want. There's no red tape. There's no filter. Live it how you want to live it. That's what makes YouTube great. But if you're thinking that's what you're going to do on TV, and you're thinking that's the type of control you're going to have when you get there, then you have it totally wrong. They have more control. You have some say. But they have more control because they have advertisers they have to worry about. And then they have the viewership that they have to worry about. So to them, what you do on YouTube, that's your business. What you do over here, that's our business. So yeah. you have to, again, find that fine line of communication. Like
0: right. let's say the travel channel thing worked out perfectly and you had you know multiple seasons. Then you wouldn't have had the opportunity to do Food Network stuff with Rachel Witt Ray, I would guess. Right. Because that's some sort of you know competing channels there. So – in the end, I mean, it worked out pretty well for you because you get to still do, you know, you have full creative control on YouTube, and you also yeah. have these appearances. It opens up your schedule and probably gives you even better exposure. So, I mean, it's one of those cases where it it worked out in the end um, oh, yeah, for what you want to do. It
1: all worked out perfectly. Everything my mom's always told me: everything happens for a reason, and I, and I honestly, wholeheartedly believe in that. You know, it's just you have a dream. Don't be afraid to chase your dream. It is, you know what your calling is. Eventually, at some given point in life, regardless how young you are, regardless how old you are, you'll feel it. You will wake up. You will feel it. You will know this is what I am here to do. So that is what you're supposed to chase. That's what you're supposed to go after. You can't let anybody else talk you out of your dream. And that's how most dreams end up deferred and things tend to fail because you allow individuals to infiltrate your thinking of how to live your life
0: yeah without a doubt and um you had mentioned earlier the the gaming channel yes why did you decide to make a separate gaming channel like so you have you know the one the food reviews then you have a gaming channel so why did you decide to make those separate and what sort of benefits can you see when you create two unique channels compared to one mega channel
1: if you know what you can do a mega channel but you have to start out with that mega channel you can't start a channel, and then decide, okay, you know what? I love games. Let me start you know, a gaming channel and incorporate my gameplay into what people have already gotten used to. Here's the reality of it. They're going to tune out because mm-hmm. they're like, that's not what I came for. You've been giving me you know, pranks for a whole entire year, and now I'm watching pranks and video games on your channel? I'm not feeling it. I'm only here for the pranks. Mm-hmm. So literally, unless you've started with pranks and video games from day one and built an audience that wants to see both pranks and video games from you, you have to create a separate channel for your vlogs, a separate channel for your gaming. You can do as many... That's the best part about YouTube. You can have as many shows as you can handle through the course of a week but you have to make sure that it's all broken down and separate because you're literally going to pull a different audience for everything. Yeah, You're going to have individuals from your, your main channel you know, trickle over, but let, let's say you have 7 million subscribers on your main channel and then you decided, okay, let me start a podcast on YouTube. You're 7 million. You won't have 7 million on your podcast. Yeah, without a doubt. They're not coming. <laughs> and, and, and even your 7 million, there's a lot of dead channels in that 7 million. That never got wiped out. That's another thing. Individuals kind of look at, you know, YouTube subscriber count and they're like, wow, this person got a lot of followers. They do. There's a percentage that are still with them though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's not a hundred percent. That number you see, it's just a percentage that still watches. So you have an individual where let's just shoot out and say they have a million subscribers, but their videos don't do anything more than 80,000. Yeah. But their subscriber count is a million, but their videos are like 80,000. Maybe a couple that say 200, 300,000. So you have a lot of individuals that tune out and they don't unsubscribe, but they're still on YouTube, but they just don't watch you anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, those numbers are – they can be deceiving. Uh, It depends, yeah, who's still there, who's still actively watching everything from week to week and checking the updates on their subscriptions. Like it's – I mean all those numbers are probably appreciated. I don't think you mind that you have that many even if some of them aren't watching videos. But, yeah, those numbers don't always mean – that the, the, the subscriber count does not always translate into immediate views on your new video.
1: No, nah, not at all. Not not at all. Never doing individuals, you know, that don't understand how the analytics work on YouTube. They will automatically assume to look at a channel and like, oh my goodness, so and so has so many subscribers blah yeah. blah. But it really comes down to the views that you're getting on your uploads that's what it that's what it breaks down to
0: yeah without a doubt and i know you have the assassin's creed letter tattoos on your arm so i know you've (laughs) been you've been gaming for a while so what how long have you been playing video games and what sort of content are you doing on the gaming channel what do you plan on doing with it moving forward
1: let me tell you, man. I've been a gamer since in television. We, we, we're going back, right? Yeah, now. we're going way, way back. Television. I had Atari, Atari twenty six hundred, mm. Nintendo. I have a ColecoVision <laughs> downstairs in my basement. Stop playing Sega, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, you know, Sega Game Gear. PlayStation. I you know there's no system, the Jaguar, TurboGrafx 16. There's no system that I did not have in my possession at some point in time. Like I should have started YouTube just straight gaming. Yeah. To be honest with you. That's where I that's where I should have went and I didn't I didn't get I didn't fully grasp and I didn't have anybody to really show me how to, you know, what what you know what software i should get and hardware i should have yeah. to do a gaming channel and i didn't feel like looking that up the food was easier i went with the food uh my gaming channel i was you know i'm always heavy into call of duty that's my thing i love call of duty since 2007 i call of duty Modern call of duty 4 modern warfare mm-hmm. that was the first time i got my hands on some call of duty i fell in love my gaming score on xbox live at that time was thirty thousand. Now, they were talking in 2007. Yeah, that's before Call going of Duty. Early. I was running through games, beating games, yo, finishing them. My gaming score was going crazy. The moment Call of Duty hit, I fell into the Call of Duty cult. <laughs> and I didn't play nothing but Call of Duty. I would buy other games, they all collect dust. Mm. They would all collect dust. So, Call of Duty since 2007. And of course, I already pre purchased Black Ops 3. I'm ready to go, ready to download an Xbox Live and get it popping. That's what it is for me when it comes to gaming. Playing with my boys, taking off the heavy guns. My perk system is set up crazy. And they're like, damn, you're going to play NBA 2K16? No, but I do have the Michael Jordan edition of NBA 2K16. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it comes to games, literally, I kid you not, I could walk to GameStop from my house right now.
0: Ooh, that's nice. And It's also okay. helpful now that you can just download everything. Like I, yes. yeah, it's made life so much easier. So um,
1: much easier, man. I, I love gaming. Been an avid gamer for the longest. You know, I, I you know, we could finish this Skype call and I could jump on right now and <laughs> and embarrass some individuals and at least come out top three dead or alive in the lobby after giving them this heavy gun busting wet work. You see what I'm saying to I'm a monster. Dude.
0: <laughs> Do you stream? Because Twitch I, would you know
1: be. I have I have a Twitter account. And that's gone dead. Like every everything in my gaming life, because of my new life, has gone dead. So it still exists. You put up Dame Drops on Twitter, you're gonna see it. Yeah. You're know saying you go to um Dame Drops Gaming on YouTube. That's what it is, Dame Drops Gaming. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see my, my joints that are up there. You're gonna see your boy putting in straight work. Cause Yo, I, you I, I would have that excel band.
0: on that platform. Like that is I know you had mentioned like you should have done gaming from the start. And I I had another um pretty popular YouTuber on here. He does like MMA stuff and he now has a gaming channel. He mentions like the gaming YouTube community is so massive. Like there's, if you break out, you break out bigger than almost any other kind of format. So yeah, if I mean, of course, you so much going on, but I would watch your Call of Duty streams anytime you're live. So you should.
1: I go so crazy. I talk (laughs) so much junk. Like I keep, it is funny too because even when I started my food reviews, they didn't start off G rating. Mm-hmm. Like literally they were already. So if I didn't like something, I was cussing about it and everything else.
0: Yeah, and you don't do that at all now.
1: Once yeah, I don't. I, I've cleaned up one hundred percent. Once um I realized how many kids were watching my food reviews, I decided to make that change myself. And making that change is what actually had the companies just they started reaching out to me from that point. No, you know what I'm saying? Because it was clean. I was able to do it and do it clean. That's what they want. I was like, all right, so now it makes sense. But when it comes to my gaming, there's nothing clean about that. I'm, I'm a dirty dude, man. I'm a... <laughs>
0: all right. When you when you get Black Ops Three, you let me know. I want to play with you because I want to see just how much smack you're talking, bro. It... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've talked about how you started breaking out, being on all these different television shows, everything that's gone on so far. And this is a difficult question because um, it's something I like to think a lot about too. So, so far, you know, what has been your most rewarding experience? Because for me, it's not always the moment where things like I had, you know, thousands of comments on articles. Sometimes it's finally writing the article that no. you know, I've always wanted to, and it finally makes it on that site. And I see the one comment, you know, someone saying, Thank you for writing this. And you might see this torrential downpour of angry people who hate everything you say. But that one person, I actually, I'll tell the story. So I did recently got an email um, from a listener of the show who, uh, really wanted to do this. He's wanted to do this since he was little and he mentioned like, you know, I, I've listened to every single one of your episodes and you've inspired me to finally do this and make the jump and that makes all the hours I put into this well worth it. It was the kind of email where I'm like, wow, like I, you know, it's sometimes this stuff can be thankless but the one time you get that kind of thank you and someone's like, you, you, you know, you changed like the course of what I'm doing. You have inspired me to make a career out of this and that's my most rewarding moment. So for you, what's been the most rewarding instance?
1: My most rewarding moment was when I hit my first hundred subscribers, bro. Wow! Because I can't tell off the top of my head a hundred friends of mine. I wouldn't be able to tell. I can only name a hundred individuals. When you hit your first hundred, off you got to figure over ninety percent. Those are individuals that don't know you personally. Yeah. But here it is. You have these individuals watching what you do with a passion, what it is that you love to do. They're tuning in for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I hit my first hundred subscribers, I remember. And that was the best feeling in the world. So to, for me.
0: That's probably the best answer you could have given. <laughs> like it shows like, you know, it's not about the fact that you're now on Rachel Ray and have, you know, five hundred and some thousand followers. Okay. The fact that like people gave a damn enough to care about you know about you from the start and it's it's carried over. And once again, you get this consistent following and it means that you're doing something right. So during the portion the during the end of all these episodes, I always like to kind of give one last tip. Like here's my here's pretty much most of what I've been talking about broken down into one tip and for, for me this week I so I think it's always important to get inspired and excited when you make a breakthrough um, like I had said earlier when I was on IGN for the first time and GameSpot for the first time that was that meant so much to me that was all of this hard work finally meeting something but uh, similar to when you broke out the first time just because you have one viral thing or one big article it doesn't mean instant success moving forward in my mind when you break out for the first time it actually makes it even harder to continue to continue to uh, maintain that success because you're working, you know, you're trying to hit those same marks you did before. So I think it's important to notice to note that, you know, if you you listen to the show and you get this great video idea and you go viral, like, no, that doesn't mean that you are going to be successful with every single video or every single article or every single podcast moving forward. You have to work even harder to live up to those expectations and also know that you don't have to go viral again. If you can get enough of an audience, like you said, Dame, those first 100 people, if you can get enough of an audience that you are happy with and you make them happy, that's all that really matters. Although a lot of people think, you know, once I hit it big, everything will be smooth sailing from here. Not so much. You got to keep working. Take the time to appreciate it, but know that moving forward, you have to work just as hard to maintain that success. So for me, that's my tip for the week. Uh, I kind of sprung this on you before. So if you happen to have anything you want to give out to people.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I definitely do. First thing, man, don't give up. Individuals I've seen come in this game, everybody has a talent. Let's be clear about that. Everybody that's listening to this podcast, everybody that's out there, you, family, friends, individuals you know of or don't know, everybody has a talent. You know, not everybody feels comfortable before a camera or not everybody feels comfortable, you know, in front of a microphone to be able to talk to the masses Mm. at any given size and audience but everybody has a talent within themselves. So when you give up, you give up on yourself. You see what I'm saying to you? Yeah. I don't want individuals to ever feel like there's something in life they cannot accomplish because you have the reach to accomplish everything in life. If there's something that you want, you put it out there into the universe, and then you work towards that goal. But just know there's nothing you can do about yesterday. You can only live in the moment. You can do everything about right now, You could plan for the future, but you only have control of your right now and then what you're going to do next. And that is all in the same given day. But if you have a dream, you chase that dream. If if there's something that is that you want to do, that you want to make happen, if you are uncomfortable and you are not happy in your current situation, then get up and change your current situation. Individuals feel because they work for a particular job that they're stuck at this job and bills won't get paid. If they decided to just up and quit and it's always easier said than done. And I'm not saying up and quit your job, but take the steps to find another job that you'll be happier at. And it might not be the job that's going to pay the same or pay more. It might actually pay less. But because of your hard work, you'll get back to where you want to be. And it may not even be a job at all. Maybe it's just you want to start your own business because you're tired of working for somebody else, making money for them. You figure out the steps because the tools have already been provided. There's so many free tools online, whether it's, you know, social media, Instagram. I see individuals making heavy money on Vine, heavy money on Instagram, you know, self-promoting, promoting other businesses. So the things that I didn't have at my disposal back in the 90s, everybody has today. So use the stuff that's been provided to you today for free to change your life today. Don't sit around and wait for somebody to come to you to change your life for you. It's going to be on you to make that happen. So that's first thing first. And the second thing, don't change. I've watched individuals come in this game, bro. I watched them come into it with, you know, a few thousand subscribers. I watched them surpass my number. And I've watched them go on to have millions of subscribers. And they allow the moment and the buildup of that fan base and the fact that they're wanted by companies, they allowed it to change who they are. Once that money starts changing, individuals tend to change with it. You know what I'm saying? You have a heavier demand. You also have to understand that your foundation is everything. And more times than not, your foundation, that's your family. And if you have no family, it becomes the friends that were closest to you before you became something bigger. And individuals tend to forget that they have a foundation. So when things crumble before them, especially in YouTube individuals that have the fast skyrocket and rise to fame you can come down off that high cloud that cloud nine just as fast as you rose yeah. but everybody that you screwed over on your way going up you still got to see those individuals on your way coming back down and a lot of bigger youtubers they get real funny they won't work with a lot of the smaller channels because they feel oh, i'm above you i don't have to i never ever felt that way i work worked with individuals that just started their channel literally the other day no yeah. subscribers and I help them build where they're at today. I've come with individuals on my team that maybe didn't even have 1,000 subscribers, and now they're over 40,000, 60,000 today. So my thing is I'm never bigger than the individual rocking with me. This is this is a community of individuals that work together. And regardless of the number that's attached to you as a person, it doesn't change who you are. You still bleed like everybody else. You still can be touched like everybody else. So you treat people with the same type of respect that you want to be treated with, regardless of the size, regardless of the number, regardless who wants you to work with them. You have to understand that you came into this game with family and friends. Just don't forget them and don't forget who you are.
0: Without a doubt. And like you said, there's so many different outlets now to be creative from Vine to Instagram to YouTube to your own blog where that, that template's out there. You don't have to blaze a trail for yourself in that way. But for people like you to go out and say, like, hey, I'm going to help you. Like, Yes, the means are here. Let me explain to you the best way to go, the best route, the route that worked for me. And I'm going to try to help you get there in the same way where every time I get an email from someone saying, I, you know, I've never gotten paid to write for, how do I uh, get to GameSpot and IGN? Like I'm always I've always tried my best to be like, I will you know send me one of your articles. I'll edit it for you, and we'll go through what works, what doesn't work, so that you know I'm not this isn't a competition for me. I want to help people get to where they want to be because I know how how much I wanted it. And it's probably the same for you where you know how much time they're putting in and how much what it means for them once they start getting you know five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand subscribers. So yeah, it's it's awesome to see that you're doing that. And like you said, you you've always been you ever since your first, you know first review until uh, after you blew up and then now like you've stayed consistent and that's the reason I continue to watch it so uh, Dame I really appreciate you coming on like I said I've you know watched your videos for ever since the start ever since I was in college and uh, you've always just been this fun positive force that was like I know talking to you will one make me get inspired and feel happy and to show people like hey here's how this guy did it and he has a positive attitude throughout and it was able to inspire other people so I do really appreciate you coming on and talking to me.
1: Ah, man, definitely, man. Anytime, bro, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is, you know, there's so many individuals out there that they don't have a voice, and we become those individuals with the voices for them. We become the individuals to to help uplift them and remind them of their potential. Because individuals tend to feel like they're under somebody else's thumb and they're being held back from being who they want to be. And even when you come into YouTube or when you become a writer for, you know, GameSpot and IGN. You have to understand. You, you still have to come into this game and find your voice. But once you find it, you're golden. You're yeah. golden at that point. You see what I'm saying? And people will just you know gravitate towards you because you're giving off positive energy.
0: Without a doubt, finding your voice is hard. Once you do, it's you know things get a lot easier from there, and people do gravitate to you. And you know, like you've done, just stay humble. Don't That's be it. the guy who says, you know, yeah, you know, I've reached this. You need to find your own way. Like, no, I will help anyone who asks me, and I would like to think I've done that so far and you've done the same so once again sure. thank you for coming on and uh, thank you to everyone for listening and hopefully tune back in next week for the next episode of the 1099